Welcome to the sanctuary. You're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov, where we inspire, educate, and empower women of color to unapologetically transform into their most authentic and healthy selves by tapping into the goddess within. Welcome to The Sanctuary. You're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and DCRadio.gov. I'm Wendy Cherry, your host, and today we're doing a little something different. So instead of talking about just health and wellness, we're talking about um, black inventors. And so since we, you know, we know how to do everything and we are the creators of everything, I figured we'd add a new little component here. And so I have two amazing uh, inventors here with me in the studio. So first I have Miss Shiva Walker and Shiva is a mom, a wife, and a she works in a school and she um, believes in working hard to make her dreams come true. So now Shiva and I met uh, we were studying together as um, at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and she's in Atlanta and we became accountability partners. So now Shiva did all these things and we're going to have her tell you her story. She is the founder of the Umbrella Buddy. So we're gonna get into that. But with her family support and an entrepreneurial spirit, Shiva has spent the last year and a half developing the product and is now working to get the product into our hands. So we will have her talk about that. No, just so you can see, for those of you who are on the Live, Shiva is sitting in the car. That's how committed she yeah. was to getting this done. She is <laughs> at right. work. Today's her last day, but she snuck <laughs> out into the parking lot. And so she's on the phone with us here. That's right. My other uh, guest is Dr. Fred Sawyer, and he has 12 patents, and he is uh, an athlete, and uh, you know he has all he has an amazing story. So what we're going to do is we're going to have Shiva go first, so she can get back into school for the last day to celebrate <laughs> with the kids, and then we'll have Dr. Sawyer, who is an inventor, a businessman, and a scholar. Um, go and expand and tell his story and talk about um, the 12 patents that yes. he has and his journey to getting patented and, you know, some of those things. So welcome, Dr. Sawyer, and welcome, Shiva. Thank, thank you, Wendy, yes. for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. <laughs> yes. So, um, and my cousin, my cousin, Bill Bailey, when he watches my show, he said, you have to have Dr. Sawyer on. <laughs> and he talked he showed me your website and he talked a little bit about your story. And then I already knew that my girl Shiva was doing her thing. So I was like, all right, this is the perfect match. Right. So welcome right. to the show. So I wanted to give you uh, the listeners a little bit of an overview of what patents do and who even has some patents. So unlike black slaves, this is historical. Free blacks prior to the Civil War were entitled to receive patents for their inventions. Now, the thing was, they some of them didn't lack the education and the vocational opportunities and the skill to develop and to develop their ideas. So they had the ideas, they had the patents, but they didn't have the uh, the money and those types of things to bring them to fruition. The first man, black man, who is credited with Getting a U.S. patent in 1821 was Thomas Jennings, and his was for the dry cleaning process. He used the money that he got from his invention and from his patent to fund abolitionist causes. So, okay, that's awesome. Um, and then another, um, I just want to give you some idea of people who have created patents. So other famous black ones are Madam C.J. Walker. We all know her. She uh, was uh, the first woman millionaire. We're not talking black woman, white woman. We're talking about the first woman millionaire in the United States based on her um, rendition of a hair straightener and other hair products. 
So here are two more. Um, Frederick McKinley Jones, and he was an African-American inventor, entrepreneur, and winner of the National Medal of Technology, and also inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. His innovations in refrigeration is what brought great improvement to help when people are long hauling, like when trucks are long hauling produce or whatever they have um, via transportation to make sure that the, that the, the, uh, the stuff doesn't perish. So think of truck refrigeration. So this is this gentleman here. And then we've all heard this like in the fourth grade, Lewis Howard Latimer. Um, him along with Joseph Nichols invented a light bulb with a carbon filament and improvement and they improved Thomas Edison's um, original paper filament which burned out too quickly and these gentlemen got that patent in 1881. So I just wanted to give you like some of the historical perspective but then we have this modern society and we had Dr. Sawyer who who got his patents over the years and then we had Shiva who's still working on hers and you know it's a um more current situation so you don't have to be like you know you could be the everyday person who's doing this so Shiva I wanted to bring you in to talk about a little bit about yourself and about your invention yes awesome thank you so much Wendy for having me Absolutely. um okay so um I like the bio said I'm a mother and a wife and um for the past Oh, man, it's going on 15 years. I have been an educator, so I was a teacher, and then I became a school counselor. And in that fight, um, you always see things that you can fix. So I'm one of those people I love to solve problems. It's one of my favorite things to do. Okay. So as a teacher, I would notice that my students would always come in with their wet umbrellas, and then they would either hang them up or put them on the floor. Now we had carpet, and if anybody knows about school carpet, it is gross. Like, right. <laughs> it's, it's, they they keep it for so long. Yeah. We walk on it every day. We do all kind of stuff on it every day. So mm -hmm. it just it begins to stink. So every time right. it gets wet, it stinks like crazy. So as a school teacher, I thought to myself, how how do I fix this? So that was my initial thought of the umbrella buddy. Um, I didn't have a name for it then. I didn't know what it was going to be. Right. Um, but that's where the initial thought came from. Uh, but I had no idea what to do with that thought. Um, and it stayed in my mind um, for like 10 years. Okay. Before I even told anybody about it. Okay. So I first person I told was my husband. And he kind of looked like, okay, that's interesting. He was like, guys don't really like that. So... I get it, but okay. <laughs> right. Um, so I was, uh, I'm a fighter, so stuff like that motivates me. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, let me learn a little bit more. Um, I was happened, I happened to be watching TV one day and saw a commercial for one of the companies that allows you to come in and talk about your invention. So I did that. I went in, the guy was really super excited about my invention. He said it hadn't been out there, he hadn't heard about it. Um, I had them do a patent search for me. Okay. Um, where they went to just search the patent. And I, it was a lawyer um, that went to search the patent registry just to see what was in there. And and they used keywords um, that related to my umbrella bag. And um, it came back. Um, it, it looked good because it wasn't a lot out there in reference to what I was trying to do, which was great. Okay. Um, so then we started talking about pricing. And... The numbers that they quoted, twenty, twenty-five thousand, thirty thousand. Um, to to create it, that that's the to, twenty-five. Yeah. Okay, to create it. Okay. Yep. To create it um, and to put it in different trade shows. Okay. Um. So I went back to the drawing board. I'm like, okay, I don't have that amount of money, and I think for most um, African Americans. That's where we would stop. Right. Because it's like, I don't have this money. I don't know what to do. So, um, like I said, I'm a fighter. So I knew that there was a way. I just didn't know how to get there. So one day, while on Facebook, uh, yay to social media, mm -hmm. um, I was in a group and someone posted about uh, working with 
inventors. They had invented something, so now they wanted to come back and work with inventors. Okay. So, of course, I read it. I was like, hmm, um, that sounds maybe like something I should reach out to the person and talk to. Um, it took me a minute because, you know, you have to gain some trust. You go look at the person's site, see who they are, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to her site. I ended up getting on a call with her. She ended up becoming my mentor. She has a company called um, Before, Before the Tank. Before um, the so tank. Gets, okay. Uh-huh, before the tank. And what she does is she gets uh, inventors ready um, from the beginning. So from idea to actually having your product in hand. Wow. Um, so I went through her program and, man, um, I learned so much. She she taught us a lot of the, the ways to do it without spending twenty thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Okay. Um, which was very helpful for me because I... I didn't have that money. Right. Um, so I, I went through her program. Um, it's been about a year now, um, year and a half. And, I mean, she taught us every single piece, like how to do your provisional patents online. Like, that stuff seems scary. Right. Um, going on the USPTO, it, it, it just, it's a lot of words. And the USPTO really is scary. the United States Patent and Trademark Office? Yes. Site? Okay. Yeah. All yes. right. Um, so going on there is daunting, but she was able to just walk us through, like, don't overthink this. Um, this is really easy. And when you look at it, you're like, it is really easy. It's asking me questions I know how to answer. Right. Um, but when you just go on there, it seems like a lot of information. So she was able to walk us through that, um, walk us through meeting manufacturers. I mean, every step has been covered. So right now mm-hmm. um, where I'm at is I recently launched a Kickstarter campaign because I needed to raise $15,000 okay. to find my first uh, manufacturing batch. Okay. And I, I'm so elated to say that it went well. Yep. I met my goal. Yep. I put, I put five on it. I put five on yes, it. <laughs> thank you, Wendy. Yes. Um, I needed that. Yes. So, um, it, it was a lot of work, but it just let me know just to, just um, if you just fight through it and just keep believing that you're going to make it, you will make it. Right. Um, I was far away from my total, um, and I had an investor come in and say, hey, how can I help you? That's amazing. And, and we met that goal. And the, it was funny because it wasn't until about 8 p.m., 9 p.m. the night that it was supposed to end. So it was I love that stuff happens like that, but yep. it, it was great. It was scary. It was fun. It was all those things. Um, but yes, we met the goal. So now um, I um, have been prototyping my umbrella buddy, and what I noticed is that I needed to add a interior layer. Layer. Okay. So, so prototyping the, means you're like making a like a like a fake one to kind of just see yes. what needs to be adjusted or improved. Pond. Yes. Okay. So, with my umbrella buddy, um, once you put your umbrella, a wet umbrella inside of the bag, the inner layer will absorb the water and pull it away from your umbrella. Okay. Um, and then the outer layer is supposed to protect the water that's on the inside so it won't go through. Um, so, what we did is we're making a new design and a new version just to make sure that that water doesn't go through. Okay. Um, and that's just about done. And then it'll be ready to, to, to be manufactured. Okay. So I'm working with a company called Inventors Launchpad. Okay. And what they do is they, they're in Tampa. And so they work with a lot of the QVC and HSN um, people. And what they do is connect you to a manufacturer. So... My manufacturer is in China. I get to talk to them, of course. Okay. Um, uh-huh. But they are kind of the third party that works in between us. Okay. Okay. So, yes, it's awesome. That sounds awesome. Well, well yes. so we can find you. So when do you think that the actual product will be in Target and Walmart and QVC Ooh, and uh, all these places? <laughs> right. So um, it's going to take about a month to make, and then depending on shipping, about a month to ship. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming I'll have my products in hand uh, late July, early August. Okay. Yep. And so yes. what do your friends, like your children, what are your children thinking about their mom as being an inventor? 
They are so excited. Are they? Um, they they ask for updates all the time. Okay. Um, I have people in the neighborhood that have heard about this. They'll come up to me and say, "Hey, your son told me about." I've had his teachers call me. My same with my daughter. They're they're all so excited. Um, of course, they're motivated. Um, and now thinking about what they can do. That's I mean, awesome. What can I make? Yes, that's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Yeah. Sawyer, do you have any questions yeah, for Shiva? Yeah, I have Shiva? a question, Shiva. Do you have a patent already? Oh, uh, so I'm, I probably ran through that too quick. So I do. I have a provisional patent right now. So we are working on my non-provisional patent. And what does yeah. that look like? What is that process? So th- the provisional patent part was all of me. Okay. Um, so that was actually going through every single form, my claims, my abstracts, my specifications. Um, actually, so what the provisional patent does is it holds it for one year. Right. Well, Hold your idea. Have okay. You, have you gotten any office actions from the patent office? Not yet, no. Okay. I have not. So okay. I have a lawyer that's working on my provisional, my non-provisional. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're in the beginning stages, so I'm providing a lot of information so that they can write everything up. But, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. Well, you all are connected via the email. So, Dr. Sawyer, yes, do you have so any Dr. other... Sawyer, it sounds like we need to talk. I can tell from your face. So, yeah. yes, we will talk. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, for right now, we have your, tell them, tell the people where they can at least kind of like follow along. And yes. then, um, do you have a picture of your bag or do you have one in the car in the back seat? I, I, I actually brought it and took it inside. So oh, okay. Well, I have a picture of her holding okay. her bag. So, when, when, when yes. I post this video, I will put the, uh, I will include that so that you can all see what her invention looks like. So tell us where they can find you for now and then we'll let you go. Yeah, so for right now, of course, I'm on Facebook. So I'm on Facebook as Shiva Walker, but then I also have a business page and it's under Alimarain, which is E-L-I-M-I-R-A-I-N. And that was my original name. Okay. Um, And then I changed it to the Umbrella Buddy um, because I felt like it describe the product a lot. Yeah, I like it. I so, like that. It has a better yeah. ring to it. I okay. agree. So, okay. um, find me. Of course, I'm, I also do um, health and wellness. So, I'm a health and wellness coach as well. That's how Wendy and I met. Yep. Um, so, that's Transforming Health. Um, and you can find me on social media under Transforming Health as well. Awesome. Okay, well, yes. congratulations. I can't wait to get my umbrella, buddy. I think I bought <laughs> two. Right. One for yes. me, one for my, for my baby. And um, so I'll be watching and rooting you on and, uh, you know, enjoy the last day of school. Yes, and um, thank school. you again for taking the time to come peep out in the car and uh, get on the show. Yes, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm super excited. And hopefully when I come back, could be a whole new product absolutely <laughs> or, or another product because now you that's know how to right. do it and you can just crank them out that's right okay that's right. all right well have a good one shiva thank you all, see you, shiva. all right yeah. right see ya okay bye bye okay so now we're back to uh dr sawyer and i are here so mm-hmm. dr sawyer so like i said my cousin Bill Bailey, shout out to Uncle Bill. He should be listening. He said he would. Um, so that I needed to talk to you. So mm-hmm. first of all, we are Virginia State alums, right? A go Trojans, and mm-hmm. um, you know he showed me your website, and it just talked about your book, and it talked about some of the. Um, so it's Fred Sawyer, right? Fred Doc Sawyer dot com, right? So that's up on the screen for anybody to go check it out. So what I saw first was that you wrote a book and it said a black renegade in white America. And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. I love that title. So right. let's talk about it. Let's talk about, you know, a little bit of your how you got here. OK. OK. All right. Well, let me t- give you uh, some background. Um, I was raised in Norfolk, Virginia, and I went to Booker T. Washington High School in Norfolk. And that was in the 1950s, and we had great teachers then, Mm -hmm. and they influenced us. They wanted us to succeed. Mm -hmm. I played uh, football, and uh, football carried me to Virginia State. Okay. Um, I was a pretty good football player, and 
I also was a pretty good student. Okay. I uh, got straight A averages um, most semesters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, uh, I was an all CIAA football player okay. for a couple of years. And I'm now in the Virginia State University Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame. Wow, okay. And the Hamptons Roads Sports Hall of Fame. That's down in Tidewater, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to the military, stayed there for about uh, 21 years. And um, I was an airborne ranger, uh, one of those tough guys. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. once I left the military, I uh, went into corporate America. And now I uh, got uh, started with my patents. I have 12 U.S. patents and uh, two Canadian patents. And mm. my educational background, I have about three master's degrees and a Ph.D. in technical disciplines. That's my background. Wow. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> what was my inspiration for starting my patents? Well, in high school and also college, I was also always dealing with technical things, I, uh, with my technical degrees. And I started working on a project in Washington, D.C. to track trains. Like when Metro first started, mm-hmm. they could only send one train through the tunnel. Okay. But that was ineffective. So they wanted mm-hmm. to send more trains through a tunnel. But uh, they, they had to know where the train was either stopped or whether it was going fast or mm-hmm. going slow, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So I use inertial navigation. I don't want to get into what that is, but mm-hmm. that's used on an aircraft uh, to determine where you're going, how fast you're going, and, and where you are. So when I was working on that project, I was introduced to what is called radio frequency identification. Okay. It's called RFID. And... I start, RFID was at that time in the infancy stage. So I looked at that technology and I said, well, let me take this technology and run with it because there was a lot of things that I saw that I could do with it. So uh, in 2000, around about 2000, I developed a prototype of Mm -hmm. my innovation in Mm -hmm. RFID. Mm -hmm. And about two years later, I got my first patent. Okay, so you got your first patent in 2002. In 2002, I got my first okay. patent. Yeah, all right. right. Well, let me tell you, what is, you know, a lot of people say, well, what is RFID? Well, it's radio frequency identification. What it does, it uses radio waves to capture information that's stored on a small transponder or on a tag. And that tag, of course, is attached to either a person mm-hmm. or it's attached to an object. And if you have an infrastructure, say in a, in a building, a warehouse of uh, antennas and readers, uh, you can track the object, uh, track the person anywhere in that facility okay. or in an open area. Okay. And let me tell you what's, what's happening to RFID right now. RFID uh, is unlimited uh, potential for RFID. Uh, You know, people are using barcoding right now. Uh And RFID is going to replace barcoding. Okay. Because barcoding, you know, when you're in a checkout uh, aisle, you go through and the cashier takes your item. Right. And just scans Scans it. it. Right. Right. Well, RFID is much better than that. RFID can detect an object about two football fields away. It's going to also detect an object while it's moving. Mm -hmm. You can't do that with uh, barcoding. Okay. And um, so that's about it. Um, Let me tell you about who's using. I'm going to give you an example. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see. Like, what would that look like modern? Okay. Let me give you an example of who's using this technology right now. And they're using your patent. Well, they're infringing on my patent. Okay, so we're going to get into that, but let, <laughs> a, let him tell us about who's using it now, and then right. we'll talk about the infringement. Yes, uh, if you were to go to uh, Orlando, Florida, and go to Disney World, mm-hmm. when you get to Disney World, you're going to be given a bracelet. Mm-hmm. You're going to put that around your arm, and that bracelet contains a small RFID tag. Now, when you enter 
uh, Disney World, uh, Disney Park, they have an infrastructure of readers, and you don't see these things, mm -hmm, antennas mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. So when you enter that park, that park can determine when you entered the park, mm -hmm. uh, how long you stayed, what ride you're on, mm -hmm. how long you stayed on the ride. Wow. If you go from venue to venue, right. uh, this system will track you. Even if you go into a restaurant, for example, and sit down at a table, that uh, system will determine where you are at that table, and the system will also know what you purchased. She's just giving me the time. Yeah, what you That's purchased okay. <laughs> uh, before when you were there, uh, say, a year ago or two years ago. The other thing that is... That sounds like good technology, yes, but it, it sounds creepy, like creepy. being watched. Like, how you know I went on the Space Mountain, and then you know I left and came back. That sounds kind of... Well, yeah, yeah. There, there are some problems with that, but okay. there are some benefits too. Let's say okay. that you have your kids in the park, and let's say you have a boy and you lose them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, RFID, you can find them right away because the system knows where he is. Okay. <laughs> if you go from venue to venue and you leave your kid somewhere in another venue, right, and you say, "Okay, where is my kid?" Right. Uh, you get on the phone call; they'll, they'll tell you where he is. Okay. Now, the other thing that happened with my technology is that Coca-Cola, I had a, a big case with Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola wanted to use my technology uh, in their Coke dispensers okay. to inventory what the contents and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So they wanted th that technology, so they took it and used it and then pay me for using another dime. So that's, that's what's going on. And other uh, organizations that are using my technology, uh, uh, you see Amazon with the boxes that are being uh, uh, in, in warehouses and that sort of thing. So RFID is tracking those boxes. Uh, let's say Macy's, they don't inventory or close down the place anymore and inventory mm -hmm, every mm -hmm, year. Mm -hmm. Once uh, uh, an item is purchased, there's an inventory right there on the spot in real time. Uh, Amazon, uh, I, IBM is using my technology. Microsoft is using my technology. And that's what they're doing. Okay, so we're going to go all the way back. Mm -hmm. And so you have this technology and you patented it. Right. Patented it. Now... The first time you realized somebody was using it, whichever organization, what was that? Like, did somebody come and tell you? How did you know? Well, here, here's the thing that happens in the patent office. Once you uh, submit your application mm -hmm. and, you know, you get along, at some point they are going to publish your patent okay. or publish your application. Okay. So it's in the office for the world to see. All you have to do is go into the patent office, U.S. Patent Office, and you can look up uh, any device or anything that's new that's been patented. So what uh, some organizations are doing right now, let's say the big companies, they don't, they don't invent things anymore. What yeah. they do, they go into the patent office, look around. Jacking ideas. Right. Okay. And uh, so if they find something that they can use, they'll steal it. Mm, and that's, mm -hmm. that's what's happening to me. Okay. They'll steal it. Uh, they'll use it, make a lot of money on it, mm -hmm. and then when you go after them, they'll have the resources, yeah. the vast resources, mm -hmm. to uh, slow down your patent actions and also to destroy your patents at any, at, at any means possible. So that's what they're doing. If you take them to court, then they have the resources to slow you, slow you down in court. So that's what's happening in my case. Okay. Let me give you another example, okay. if I can. Sure. Of, of, I don't know whether your audience or whether you have seen the movie called Flash of Genius. You ever see that movie? Mm -mm. That came out, uh, let's say, about 10 years ago. And it's a true story about an inventor who invented the intermittent windshield wipers. You okay. Know, uh -huh. On the cars, when you yep. when it's raining hard, your windshield wipers will go faster. Mm -hmm. When it slows down, your windshield wipers will go slower. Right. Now that's the true story. And what happened was that the Detroit uh, motor industry 
stole that invention, made billions of dollars off that invention. And what they did, they kept the inventor in court for years until he became an old man. Mm-hmm. And then just before he died, uh, they, he was able to be compensated, let's say, a, a couple of million dollars. Whereas the Ford Motor Company made billions, billions of, dollars. of dollars. Right. Right. So, yes. So you first found out that somebody was taking your patent, and then you said, I'm going to sue because I know I had this out there first. Right, right. So okay. you, you're probably, you know, if you go to, let's say, conferences mm-hmm. or uh, exhibits, mm-hmm. I, I try to do that every year to find out what's happening in, my, in the RFID. Okay. And you see exhibits, and you look at it and you say, this is my stuff, mm-hmm. you know? You're mm-hmm. stealing my stuff. And that's how I found out about Amazon, about IBM, about Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. you know, and the rest of them. They're all over the place. Now, my technology is sort of foundational. Okay, right. Anybody who wants to track, identify, and locate objects of people, and if they want to use RFID, they're using my technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. So, you know, when you take, uh, say, a, a large company to court, it's a slow process, and it's an expensive process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. they're trying to do is, let's take uh, Coca-Cola, for example. They will file motion after the motion, and they try to outlash you mm-hmm. and outspend you. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, some, in some cases, they'll tell the judge that, oh, this guy is a patent troll. He doesn't invent anything. He just stole this from somebody else, and he's trying to get money. Or he's a con artist. Or he's a gold digger who's I trying have, to So I him. have a question about that. Mm-hmm. If you were the first person who put the patent in, mm-hmm. and then obviously their technology, just from a, a basic timeline... How do they get away with it? I mean, I know they have the resources and the money and, and all those things, but just from the timeline of you put your patent in or you put your application in, provisional application, and then theirs comes after, then how can they say these things about you when yours was in first? Oh, they have legions of lawyers. I yeah, mean, so it's know, just they, the, the money. And they uh, get experts, and they'll cash you as you know a con artist. They'll cash you as... A gold digger mm-hmm. who's coming after this multinational company mm-hmm. like Coca-Cola, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they keep putting motions in, emotions, and it goes on for years. Because when you go to court, it takes a long time. I mean, I know. It, you know, it takes a <laughs> long time, and it's very expensive. It is. You know? It is. Yes. So that's that's the situation I'm in today. So yeah. are you currently in that situation, or has anything wrapped up, or have you seen so? Your, your RFID is one patent, but you have 12. What are your other Well, ones? they are concerning RFID, okay. different phases of it. You okay. Know? But uh, they're all concerning RFID. One is dealing with, you know, tracking people. The other one may be dealing with tracking trains or anything like that. So, so I got 17. And, and then as you go ahead and move along, you improve your patents every mm-hmm. year, you know, because you see something. So, oh, this guy may be using my patent. Well, I don't have, in a patent, let me go back to a patent. Yes, what is a patent? A patent patent is a piece of paper, really. Okay. And a patent consists of a specification, and then there are claims. Like, uh, if you say I have an RFID patent, your claims will be my RFID system will do element A, B, C, and D. So when you go to court, the court will look at your claims and say, well, is, is Coca-Cola uh, infringing on claim one? Uh, uh, does it meet element one A, B, C, and D? Right. You know? So okay. that's how they do it. Some, some companies have gone around and said, well, y- your claim is for A, B, C, and D. I, my, my claim is A, B, C, D, and E. Gotcha. You know, so they're trying to improve it, and they do all those kind of tricks, and uh, it's up to the judge. And you know, sometimes, like I said before, mm-hmm. the two, there are two legal systems. Yeah. 
And when you go to court, right? As a black man, <laughs> as a black person, when you go to court, yeah, you know they, you know, you're not treated right uh, uh, like the other people. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so you got that to deal with. You mm -hmm. know? So that's where I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're. Have you found anybody to help you? Like, are you out here on your own? So let's see your book. Your book is here. I want to show it yeah. here. So. You're the only one on this cover. Are you out here fighting the man by yourself? No. Are, are people helping you? Like, what, what is your process well, to help you get through this? Yeah, what happened when I first started and I got my first patent, mm -hmm. I knew that I could not finance my patent and finance going out to people, that sort of thing. So I formed a company. Okay. And I got some uh, people who were interested in doing it. Got a couple of lawyers. And okay. these were friends out of New Jersey. Okay. And what we wanted to do, we found out that we couldn't form a company to make... Well, let me go back and say what happened when I first got my patent. Okay. I did, I did get a big contract with the uh, U.S. Army. Okay. Uh, and by the way, the Department of Defense is infringing on my patents also. I haven't gone after those guys. <laughs> but... Uh, when I, when well, I'll be careful of trying to go after those guys. Yeah. I so mean. so uh, I had this uh, big contract mm -hmm. to do work for the Department of the Army. Really, the Department of the Army was the executive agent for the Army, Air Force, and Navy in the Department of Defense. Right. And when I came out with my patent and with my product, well, the Army couldn't get along with the Navy. The Navy couldn't get along with the Air Force. They wanted to control the action. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they fought about it and fought about it, and then they decided to dissolve that whole contract. By dissolve that your contract? Yeah. Okay. By that time, uh, people like uh, uh, IBM, Microsoft, they had caught on. They had already seen attention. it. That's yeah, right. already gotten it. So, you know, next thing I knew that Microsoft had the contract with the Army. IBM had the contract with the Navy. You know, it can go on and on and on. I didn't have enough money to go after the Department of Defense because that would take a lot of money. And in fact, when I went after Coca-Cola, uh, I lost the case in Atlanta. That's where Coca-Cola is mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. what happened, I opened the case in, in Alexandria, Virginia, okay. what they call the Rocket Docket. Okay. I mean, your case will go fast. But what happened was that the judge decided, through the influence of Coca-Cola, to change the venue. Once they moved the case from Alexandria down to Atlanta, Atlanta. the scales were tipped mm -hmm. in, in Coca-Cola's favor. Because that's, their, that's, that's where right. they are. And right. then, the, you know, if you pick the, a jury from there, they probably work at Coca-Cola. Right. So the judge also was complicit, I think. It, you know, he was a judge down in Atlanta. And so with on a motion that was raised by uh, Coca-Cola, it took the judge and he held the motion. This is a simple motion, which should have been ruled on in a day or maybe a week. Mm -hmm. He held my, my mo that motion for three years. Oh, and my goodness. I couldn't goodness. move for three years. Couldn't do anything. Oh, my goodness. And then at the end of that, he ruled for Coca-Cola and sent me his ruling on Christmas Eve. Right. You know, so uh, so I appealed that and went up to the circuit court in Washington, D.C. And like I said, it's very expensive. Right. It uh, cost me almost a half a million dollars to get that case solved. <laughs> so where where does it land now? You you got it solved. What does solved look like? Well, what happened was that uh, the circuit court, of course, agreed with Coca-Cola, but they they indicated that well, here's the problem with your patent. Instead of having A, B, C, and D, you need E. So mm -hmm. I went back into the patent office and got E. Mm -hmm. Now I have that patent ready to go. Okay. But now the problem is that. You know, I had a firm that took my case on a contingency basis. Yeah. And they would provide the money and found, you know. So now that firm doesn't want to take the case. Now I have to maybe finance it myself. And I'm in the process of getting finances right now. 
Okay, well, see, you better get on Kickstarter or GoFundMe, tell your story, <laughs> and have people donate, you know, <laughs> as you're going on these shows and talking about your book. Yeah, sure. You know, maybe the, the public would want to support, or maybe black and other black inventors, y'all come together well, and... Well, you know, one, I was on another show, and a brother called in mm-hmm. and said, he listened to my case and listened to my story, and he was pissed. He said, I'm tired of these multinational companies coming in and ripping off small inventors, right. especially black inventors. Right. He said, well, maybe we ought to have a movement. Maybe we should boycott Coca-Cola and buy Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> maybe okay. we shouldn't go to uh, Disney World. Mm-hmm. Maybe go some other place. Mm-hmm. But there ought to be a movement to yeah. stop this. Now, when you have a when you have a boycott, that will affect their bottom line, say Coca-Cola. And mm-hmm. they will react to that. Mm-hmm. I think the brothers got something going here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is not a new story. This happens all the time. Uh-huh. It's terrible that it's still happening in the modern times, but we know what these modern times are bringing. They're bringing back, it's just remnants of what has always been. Sure. So, yeah. you know, I think that, but like the new technology, this technology um, allows for you to get more support and get more people knowing what's happening. So that's why I wanted to do the show. Usually here in the sanctuary, I talk about things that are healing and Mm -hmm. for wellness, but I also talk about any way to bolster the black community, right? And so a lot of people may not even have thought about black inventors except for Garrett Morgan or the, you know, um, Carter G. Woodson or whoever that we know from back in the days that created all these different things but this is still a modern thing our brains are still working and we're still very brilliant and we still have um these inspirations that come through us and you know we are allowed we should be allowed to just like like shiva did come up with an inspiration and then take it through the process without having somebody try to come in and and take your take it away and you should be able to profit off of your invention and off of your intellect. Sure. You know, I was thinking about the movie Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, uh, that was, uh, you know, that was something about the black community that was not well known. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was hidden away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would never know that. So uh, you look at my story, for example, I think people, my story is not well known. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's been hidden away. But going on radio shows, making things known out there to people, and there are a lot of people out there like me, mm-hmm. but they're hidden away. Right. You know? So. Well, that's the good thing also about this technology is that this technology allows us to, to have a voice mm-hmm. and to get a groundswell and um, to be able to get support and get eyes and, and get people to follow us and know our story. So that's why, I, you know, I'm grateful to be able to put on whoever I want and talk right. about the things that I want, because there are so many amazing things that are happening that we are doing mm-hmm. that get taken away um, or, you know, so even in the healing space. So it happens in all industry. We know that. You're talking inventions. I could talk about health and wellness. You have Europeans that go up into the, go to Africa, go to Mexico, go to all these beautiful places, steal the indigenous healing properties, <laughs> come back and commodify it uh-huh. and right. act like they never, that it just came from them. Right. So it's just the jacking of, you know, <laughs> all of our ideas and things like that. So I'm glad that you're standing up for yourself. Yes. I'm hoping that you get some more support. This is my, you know, part of the support. We'll push it out and put it everywhere that it needs to go. Um, So you wrote a book about your story. So this is the book. Um, And then his website, I will put the website back up on the screen so that you can read more of the story. There are some um, there are some videos there. Um, There are other um, interviews there. And so you can go on the website, and it's fred.sawyer.com. Right. right. So check out this book and check out, um, you know, his story. So tell us about how you decided to write the book. Why did you write the book? And why this gangster title? Well, (laughs) 
I decided to write the book because of the movie Hidden Figures. Okay, so you uh, just wrote this book. Yeah, uh, last year I think okay. uh, it uh, was published. Okay. But you know, my and uh, my daughter pushed me to write the book because uh, she had been watching me over the years. I had no idea of that. Mm -hmm. So she started pushing me for years to write something, and I procrastinated for a long time. Mm -hmm. Then when I started, she had an outline for me. Okay. And so it was easy for me to put it together mm -hmm. at that point. Um, so that's what started the book. Now, um, this uh, thing about Renegade, why do I, well, that's a long story, but... Uh, well, we have 15 minutes, so take <laughs> the time you need. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I've always, you know, when you look at, uh, I saw a sign in uh, Fenway Park that was held up during the baseball game. And that sign read, racism is as American as baseball. It is. Mm -hmm. And that had uh, a tremendous effect on me. Mm -hmm. I said, now this is the environment that we as blacks must live in, and we, in order to succeed, we have to finesse that environment, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so my DNA is really uh, as a renegade. Yep. Okay. <laughs> because my uncle told me a long time ago, he said, you know, you got to have in your life at least two guns to shoot in life at all times. Hmm. And let me tell you what that means. That means that you must have two or more professional things that you can do in life well mm -hmm. at all times. Okay. Because you never know what the future may hold, you know. So that's why I put in the renegade because that's who I am. Right. And that's what I've been through. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how has the response been to the book? And, you know, how are you feeling about it? Well, the response has been pretty good. Of course, all of my friends. I mean, I've, I've sold maybe about 10,000 copies. Holy smokes. Okay. But they've been to friends and associates mm -hmm. and all of that, and the military guys. But, you know, it's, it's selling. Okay. But not as fast as I wanted to. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. I was hoping to somehow get some money from my book to go after the patent because that's where the money is. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, okay. I can see big money in the patents because right. there are a lot of people and a lot of big companies that are infringing. Yeah. So I wanted to do that with my book. But, you know, uh, sometimes a book is hard to sell. I mean, you got to... You know, promote it. You mm -hmm. gotta, you gotta do a lot of things with a book. Okay, yeah. I start writing my book June second. So, is that right? Yes. <laughs> so we'll see. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about because we have a few minutes left, about twelve minutes left. Mm -hmm. What kind of um, tips can you offer to newbies, people who are interested in potentially getting a patent, and what? should a patent cover? Like, what should it protect you from? I mean, it sounds like it's not doing its job for you, but what do patents cover? Well, first of all, if a person has an idea and it's a good idea, mm -hmm. then that person should keep that idea secret Okay. for as long as that person can do it. Okay. <laughs> now, if you have to talk to somebody about it, it's good to get a NDA. Uh, you know, non-disclosure agreement. Okay, okay. But that only holds for so long. All right. But if you have this idea and you want to patent it, you got to get it into the patent office soon. Okay. Because in the patent office these days, it's the first who files. Let's say you have an idea, and your idea covers an idea that has elements A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. And I have something similar, but mine's cover A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. Now, if you get your patent in, your application into the patent office first, first to file, mm -hmm. then I can't get a patent for that same idea because you file first. Right. Now, one, one thing that you got to do, and it's going to be helpful, is that when you have this idea, before you send it into the patent office, you got to have a search of documents they call prior art to see what's out there. Okay. To see whether your patent is obvious, what has been done before. 
because if it's been done before and you hire a lawyer and go through all the steps, you waste a lot of money. So that's got to be the first thing that you have to do. Uh, hmm. Then you have to get, say, a lawyer mm -hmm. if you really want to write it up because downrange, whatever you write in that specification is going to be the specification, say, that you're going to have to use in order to get another spec uh, a patent or another patent. Okay. That specification is key. So you have to get that done right. And the only way to do that, in my mind, is to get a patent lawyer. Okay. So you're going to have to pay money up front to do that. Then once you submit it to the patent office, the patent office is there to look at your patent. And in my mind, they, the examiners are there to find reasons not to give you a patent. Okay. And I <laughs> so, have friends who are patent lawyers. So uh -huh. my patent lawyer friends, my sorors, I, you know, I'm, I'm coming to y'all and ask y'all, why is this happening to my brother here? <laughs> right, right. So, so they, uh, they will send what they call office actions to you. And these are issues about your patent. That you have to tweak. So tweaks you need to make. Yeah, tweaks. Well, you got to defend. You got to oh, defend what's in your Oh, that you have to defend. Your, yeah. Okay. And as you, if you have a patent lawyer, if you get, say, one office action, that's great. Okay. Because you're paying your attorney to look at that and help you. Mm -hmm. But if you get 10, mm. you know, that's lawyer time, billable hours, and that can get very expensive. Right. So when you get by that, um, at some point, your patent is going to be published. Right. Your application is going to be published. Okay. Now, there's a problem with that because it's out there for the world to see. Right. I mean, people from China, people from Russia, mm. everybody can see it. Okay. And that's what happens with the big corporations now. They have people who, who are dedicated to looking at what's going on in the patent office. And if they find something that they see that they need, they will take it. It's like Coca-Cola did for me. Coca-Cola wanted my RFID technology in their Coke machines. So they took it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's what happens there. But then when you get the patent, uh, you know, after it takes about three to five years to really get a patent. And oh. it takes... Three, so, so Shiva has three to five years to get a patent yeah. potentially? Yeah. But can she sell her... Buddy well, bag before that? Yeah, because she has a pending patent right okay. now. And she's filed her application. Okay. So it's on file. What a patent does is give you a monopoly for 20 years, you know. Okay. And they put it out there and say, okay, this patent is uh, by Fred Sawyer, and this is what his patent is all about. If you do something similar to what Fred Sawyer has done, and he has a patent, then you have to pay him some type of, let's say, royalty. You right. know, for doing it. Right. Right. So that's what I tried to do with these big companies that stole my technology. Mm -hmm. But the big companies, they see that you're small, and they mm -hmm. know when you mm -hmm. go in the patent office, here's Fred Sawyer, who invented this thing in his garage. He's mm -hmm. a little small guy. Mm -hmm. So I'll take it, and I don't have to pay him. Mm -hmm. If he comes after me in court, I'll just keep him in court and outlast him, outspend him. That's what they do. Right. So getting back to the patent, once you get the patent, your problems really start at that time, too. Okay. You know, you got your patent, so that's a piece of paper. What are you going to do with it, you know? Right. So what it, what it allows you to do, uh, in Ms. Walker's case, if she gets her patent, mm -hmm. now she has her bag. Now, if Walmart wants to build something like she has mm -hmm. as a knockoff, mm -hmm. then she can go and sue Walmart because she has a patent. But, but she still will have to come up with the resources to sue. That's the issue. Yeah. But okay. hopefully, while she's selling, you know, selling her bags, then she'll build up a war chest mm -hmm. just in case she has to go mm -hmm. against Walmart. But that's a task in itself because Walmart has unlimited resources. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are smaller guys, too, who are going to knock you off. Maybe your friends or maybe someone, you mm -hmm. know in the next state. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now you can take care of a guy like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have the we have a few tips. Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. But I feel like you're going to need like a lawyer who's really really going to fight for you cuz if if you're still 
you know, it, is it almost inevitable? Do you know anybody who has been able to, of your inventor friends, who have been able to just go through and then see the fruits of their invention and to be able to like get their war chest together? Well, yeah. And have you, have you like ever? I did that, okay. I did that. But what happened in my case, when I got um, a couple of uh, um, partners mm -hmm. early on, mm -hmm. And they had little, little money. I mm -hmm. had some. We put that together. So mm -hmm. we were able to go out and actually uh, go to people and say, well, do you want to, you want, do you want to give me some, some money to use my, my invention? Mm -hmm. We were able to get some people to do that. The ones that didn't do that, we had to go to court. Mm -hmm. But we were able to, to, to get money, and that's why we built up our watch chest. Mm -hmm. And we had a, quite a bit of money. But... You know, where the money was with the, with the big corporations, the multinational corporations. So when you go after them, whatever war chest that you have, that's going to be depleted after about a year or so. Right. <clears throat> so when I went to, say, <clears throat> against Coca-Cola at the Federal Circuit Court in Washington, D.C., I played close to $800,000 for just to bring that case to the Federal Circuit Court in Washington. That's a step down from the Supreme Court. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So you have big lawyers. You have good lawyers, who, mm -hmm. and they cost a lot of money. You yeah. Know? But had I won it, I would have been in good shape. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so uh, a patent versus a trademark, because I have trademarks, and I let Howard University students do it you know, so I, because it was too much for me to even try to figure out. They have the law clinic, and that's part of what they do to mm -hmm. become patent and trademark lawyers, I guess. Mm -hmm. So they have a clinic. But what's the difference between a trademark and a patent? Is there any difference? Well, a, a trade a patent covers <clears throat> a, a product, you know, an element, something that you can do, you know, mm -hmm. some product that you can sell. Okay. A trademark could be. The trademark, what's on the Coca-Cola, okay. Coca-Cola trademark, yep. you know, yep. to identify that brand, you okay. know. Wherever you go, you see a Mercedes trademark so that you can recognize it. Okay. That's the brand. Okay, you know? okay, because that's, so that's what I have trademarked my brands. Right. Took forever, <laughs> and I still had to pay my money. You know, uh -huh, I still right. had to pay for it. Right. And so, you know, I did it piecemeal because it was expensive. Right. So I just wanted to get that to get that idea of what it would look like. So we but, have, go ahead. But, but your brand identifies you. Right. You got that brand. Right. Like Donald Trump has a brand. You right, know. You right. see Trump, you know what it is right, right away. Right, right, <laughs> right. Absolutely. So we have two and a half minutes left, and what I want to um, finish up with is that there are steps that you can take. Right. You know, be careful. be careful. Keep your mouth shut till you get your stuff together. Right. Get a lawyer. Get your monies together. Right. Make sure that you uh, dot all the I's and cross all the T's the best you can. Right. So this is a health and wellness show. Tell me in like a minute or so how you have been able to navigate this on the emotional level. Because if they're taking all your money, this is your stuff. You, you know, you're out here fighting and it's hard. Fighting causes issues in the body. So how are you able to keep a positive well, well, it's been difficult. Yes. I mean, I've had a lot of sleepless nights, mm -hmm. but I've had my family, my friends, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Plus, um, I was able to get a good law firm, Stern Kessler, out of Washington, D.C. They were able to finance on a contingency basis all of the money that I had to spend, you know. But they, they got their money back when we sued people, that sort of thing. But... You know, I had my friends there. I was able to get a good law firm mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That took a lot of pressure off of me. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to work with some some partners that came in and we got along. We didn't okay. have any conflicts. So right. I was able to, to settle into that. And right. that helped me a lot. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And, you know, I... I want you to be careful out here in these streets fighting these people because we don't, you know, we need you here to be here. Money is one thing, but we know you're fighting some big people. Do what you can, but be careful. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> yes, be careful. 
And so everybody, please check out freddocsawyer.com. Here's his book. Support him. Also, there is an organization called blackinventions.org. They have all types of inventions and inventors that they highlight. Um, I saw them at a trade show recently in um, Philly. Amazing. So check us out. And we thank you for joining us in the sanctuary. We will see you next time. And uh, please ask any questions um, that you have. Go to freddocsawyer.com. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Sanctuary. Please follow us at Awaken and Heal on Instagram and on the web at goddess-awaken.com to follow the revolution.